freedom. It's a gift from God that we don't need permission from anyone to exercise. It's the right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. We want to do all of that under the umbrella of obedience to God's word and Christ's lordship. And there we find the sweet spot of all the freedom we need and the safety from our own imperfections so that we're able to flourish. As thoughtful women, we're thinking of how we can intentionally pursue greater freedom in all areas of life, wellness, time, finances, American life, and more, to the benefit of our families and communities. Hey, I'm Cheryl Reese. Welcome to the Thoughtful Mom Podcast. Are you ready for some thought-provoking conversations? Hello, welcome to the Thoughtful Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Reese, and I wanted to, first of all, give you a warm welcome to this new podcast, and thank you for listening and uh, participating with me in this new journey. And I wanted to um, insert this little uh, disclaimer uh, right here at the beginning before uh, we launch into this pre-recorded um, conversation uh, that I recorded a few days ago and let you know, kind of acknowledge, um, I know that it may sound a little bit home done. That's because this is simply a passion project that I do in the margins of my mom life. And so uh, when I was going back through it and editing it myself, I, I could tell like, whoa, there's the golden doodle. And so I uh, edited out as well as I could to make it easy on the ears, but wanted to acknowledge that with you and ask for a little bit of mutual grace while we work through the process of um, making this podcast better and better each week. And because uh, I want I want to make it as great as possible, but also due to time constraints, I don't want the pursuit of perfection to uh, stand in the way of progress and getting this out to you in a timely manner. So just wanted to put that little uh, thought out there and tell you I hope that you enjoy this because uh, I really enjoyed putting it together for you. What can you invest? God told Adam and Eve to take dominion and take what was within them and impose that on their environment for a desired end. He gives us a lot of agency in that manner. We're going to touch a little bit on finances for that and using our finances strategically. And we're going to talk a little bit about policy versus politics. And so I'm really excited to see where our conversation goes today. I want to appeal to you that American civics needs input from you. And wait just a second before you start thinking, ooh, this is all going to be about politics. Gross. I'm not into that. That's really not the bulk of where we're going, but we will touch on it. So I want to start from the place of, you know, the parable about the master giving servants talents. He gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one. And the ones with the five and two invested uh, what they had and it, it came out fruitful. The one who only had one was like, well, this isn't, you know, much of anything. Uh, I really hope I don't lose this, so I'm just going to bury it. 
And the master was very unhappy with that. <laughs> um, he was not satisfied. He was not pleased. He did not, the, the servant did not participate in the world with his talent. And later on, someone else got it. I want to be careful that we don't take it out of its original context of what the spiritual meaning of it was. But I do think that as believers and we look at how we live in our world through the lens of the Bible, I think that that parable can be instructive to us as we look at our culture and our impacting how policies are made in our environment and in our world. So I'm going to give you four ways today that may seem, some of them may seem small, some of them may seem unrelated, but so that you can see how investing your one little talent can impose and influence uh, for light and for good in our ever-darkening world that needs Christians in imposing our influence. So the first of those four is, um, I've just called it divesting your spending. What I am trying to do, I'm not doing it perfectly. I'm still always learning and trying to improve, but one way we can divest our spending is to shop American. The money that we spend at a local shop on local goods helps that owner and those employees in our community achieve their dreams. They are standing on their own two feet with the dignity of offering value to the community and being compensated accordingly. They promote from being renters who have no loyalty or pride in the physical community to becoming homeowners, paying a mortgage, and investing in developing and beautifying their property and their community on, on the larger part as home by home becomes more beautiful. They're making the community look and feel nicer. They're employing people and empowering them to get off of the public assistance roles. It all gets paid back into the community and strengthens it one little American town at a time. It's a reciprocal energy. Is the phrase that I heard a a local councilwoman recently use, and it made so much sense. You know, we put energy into them, and they return their energy directly into the community, as opposed to, um, you know, large, huge box stores. You know, yes, as employees give back into the community, but the corporation, the business, the company as a whole does not have the best interest of your little community at heart. The alternative to Shopping America, um, the not all, like if you start to read labels of countries of origin of things you're buying, um, not all the time, but a large majority of the time you're going to see made in China. Well, what's up in China? One million Muslims are in concentration camps. China sent COVID around the world and specifically here to America to kill our people, to interfere with our education system. You know, their kids are back in school now getting smarter while our kids can't complete their assignments through the, the virtual portals. They're struggling without being in a normal um, education environment that they're used to. China has stolen our jobs, particularly in textiles and pharmaceuticals and a lot of other manufacturing. That when, you, when you think about who in China is working these jobs, is very often slaves, dissenters of the Chinese Communist Party, Christians, other minorities, 
Uh, those who don't hold enough social credits, if you're not familiar with social credits in China, you need to Google that and learn what that is. Um, it's very dark. Um, and these people get paid 20 cents an hour in Chinese sweatshops, making tennis shoes so that ungrateful, woke, spoiled athletes can be paid millions of dollars to lecture us everyday moms about oppression in America and the big corporate um, big wigs can just go build another mansion. Now, I am not against success. Please do not get me wrong. I am not against mansions uh, when you've added tons and tons of value to the marketplace. Um, but I am against slavery. And I am against enabling infliction of suffering on one side of the coin while tearing down our culture on the other side of that same coin. And I'm trying very hard to stop letting that coin leave my hands. Just something to think about. Divesting our spending from shopping worldwide to shopping American and local. Kind of along a similar vein, shopping small versus corporate. Again, small businesses, homes of specific families are being purchased. Happy local citizens. They're happy because they have purpose and they see their dreams coming true. Uh, they're not causing trouble uh, because they're keeping their community nice because they're personally invested there. Um, also, I really, I have really come to love uh, working with customer service with small business rather than large corporations. This Has this happened to you? It happened to me uh, frequently. Uh, where you are in this, working with this corporate customer service and they can't help you really on a personal level because there's so much corporate policy and they're like, I'm sorry, human to human, I, I see the conundrum you're in, but I've just got to do my job. I've just, this is corporate policy. And a corporation, a boardroom way far away in some big city, those people don't know me. They don't, they, uh, they can't cater to individual needs because they're so huge. Whereas small business, their customer service when you're talking eyeball to eyeball with that human being, they're either the direct owner or it's just one or two layers between you and the leadership. There's a lot less to get lost in transmission and relationship. The leadership can relate more with their market and their end consumer. And they understand fiscal responsibility. Um, they're just in touch with the broader scope of their market. And I really love working with small businesses a lot more than the box stores and the, um, the big corporations. And I think you'll find that too. When you're dealing with corporate, um, instead of, whereas a small business is driven from the bottom up, oftentimes large corporations are driven top down. Boardroom to third party janitor. It's a totally different culture, right? The boardroom elitists, they're trained in secular humanist universities. They are then putting pressure on the employees to conform to a corporate culture that is 
that reflects the left's agenda for all of society, for social justice. They hijack the company to be a social justice warrior arm instead of making the best tennis shoes or the best pots and pans. Have you looked into donations this year? Donations to social justice organizations, uh, donations to the Democrat Party. It's really insane how much corporations are in bed with those who are trying to disintegrate our country. A small business's mission statement is to make the best shoes on the planet for busy mom's feet, to make her life better, make her shopping faster, make her legs last longer during the day while she's on her feet, um, to help her feel stylish. A corporation's mission statement is to make shoes that will make you think you're part of an oppressive group that should feel guilty if you aren't taking your shoes off and running on broken glass to pay someone else to wear the shoes that you bought. In essence, like, do you see the difference? So it is just, I really firmly believe, to wrap up this first section of what talent can you use and not just say, oh, it's just me, I'm just one in a million. Uh, but what is it that I can do because I'm not responsible for the results. I'm only responsible for my contribution to the situation. It's time that we put our next door neighbors first over China. It's time that we put America first and be savvy spenders. You know, we're the moms. We're the women of the household. Um, in many cases, you know, every couple divides roles differently. But in many cases, when it comes down to the spending we women are the decision makers in our home. Marketers know that. I studied marketing in college. We know that that the woman is the shopper and decides where the money's spent. And so you, in your role in your home, can act in your community in a way that is better for your community. And I've just decided I'd rather divest our family's spending into smaller companies that bring purpose to our communities through local employment and through making uh, contributions into the community that matter to me. You know, I, I, I prefer shopping at stores like Rural King and Hobby Lobby who donate significant portions of their revenue to missions and local churches rather than getting involved in all the uh, very upset feelings about oppression that large corporations are donating their money to. Also, just, I don't know about you, but I, I really try to shop at stores that respect my right to choose to breathe freely instead of, you know, some companies actually send their paid employees out into the store to harass customers and escort them out of the store for not wearing a mask. And I just find that very disrespectful to your customers and... I, I divest my income, my money, my spending money away from those companies. I honor the stores that honor me and that's just it. I'm not going to have, um, I'm not going to have little micro tyrants in my life and pay them to be there. So I used to worry, let me set, so let me set your mind at ease. Um, if you're worried about how this is going to impact the budget. Um, I used to worry that I'd overpay at a small business, but I've actually found that the larger brand stores uh, often underdeliver on quality, so it wasn't great stewardship. I was not saving money there anyway. And we also need to look at what does stewardship mean? Is a stewardship just refer to spending as little money as possible? 
Are we stewarding the Lord's money that he's funneling through our homes or stewarding our American Republic when we buy something that's sold for dirt cheap because it costs the corporate brand only pennies to have a slave make it instead of an American who could be invested in his community and staying out of trouble because he has a purpose and he has dreams that can come true here in America. It took a couple of months for us to ditch and switch Amazon for Amish country, Walmart for Rural King and Hobby Lobby, and we are still transitioning. Sometimes I joke with my husband about his Jeff Bezos sponsorship program because he knows exactly what I mean, um, and I am sympathetic to that. You know, the convenience of immediate doorstep delivery and rock bottom competitive prices are really hard to break free from, but um, maybe that's an interesting point too. You know, has America bonded itself to one company? That never ends well. I am much happier parting with my money now that I know I'm directing my spending power. Yes, small on its own, but larger when added to all the other people making similar shifts to more positive and intentional places. Like I said a second ago, I'm not responsible for all the results and I don't kid myself that I'm going to change the world just by not shopping at Walmart anymore. But I, I am responsible for where I direct the funds that God gives us. And I am seeking to be more responsible with that at every chance I get. Um, that, that first point actually kind of, um, it felt a little heavy, didn't it? Like, we were talking about hard things, like why what's what's the problem with how we all shop so that we can fix it so I apologize if that felt heavy hopefully the next three will be a little bit more light Uh, the second talent that you can invest in our republic is actively and intentionally teaching your kids American exceptionalism and teaching them to love America I talk about this in more depth of uh, practical ways that Steve and I are doing that with our kids um, in episode one of the podcast series. Um, So I would encourage you to go check that out. Um, I will link it in the show notes as well. But um, real short, the window of time that we have with the children, the future leaders in society that God has given us is our very most important area. Of investing our talents and uh, because it's so important I felt it deserved its own episode so go check out episode one to get you started and I'm hoping to cover it in different angles and in more depth in a later episode soon uh, the third talent is advocating for issues so Here we go. We're going to talk a tiny bit about politics. I do apologize if it's not your favorite thing, but please bear with me and realize that politics is not as terrible as you may feel like it is. So I know, I know, like every time an election cycle starts and we're all knee deep, neck deep in it right now uh, for the next couple of weeks, but uh, when election season starts, I see people like post their eye-rolling Facebook posts like, uh, you know... I might just have to stay off Facebook for six months or, um, here we go, y'all. But, um, let me challenge that thinking, please. Policy affects our daily lives. It affects if you can homeschool. It affects if you're going to have to vaccinate your kids 
despite your wishes. It affects use of public facilities. Hello, it affects taxes and how they're spent and how much they are wasted and how much more we have to pay. Um, it affects abortion. It affects feminism and how that is um, channeled into our everyday society and thinking and so many other things. Policy affects how we mom. It affects how we live our lives, whether we can live our lives freely and without harassment. It affects if we can live peaceful and quiet lives as believers, discipling our families. And so we we must represent good ideas in the culture. We must advocate for good ideas in the culture. We must pay attention to who, which players are on the chessboard. So we have to know the politicians. You know, it's not fun sometimes for some people, uh, but we have to know who's in there. And we have to fight for the good guys to be in there to make good policy. Or if we don't care, if we check out, if we zone out, if we don't get involved, if we don't uh, help the good guys get in into those positions, then bad people will absolutely be in there making policy that ruins our lives and makes our lives very difficult. So I really want to encourage you to pay attention at least a little bit to 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 issues so that you can advocate for them. You know, the left has a huge advantage in this because they don't have a life. They usually don't have children taking up their time or their finances uh, so they can make those big donations to the to the bad politicians. Their career is activism you know, in the media, in the education system, in journalism, in top-level management and corporations. The left has totally infiltrated those parts of our society. And the right needs to connect collectively and intentionally invest a little bit more in these things, at least from the margin of our times and budgets, um, into the good ideas and into the good fighters. You know, if we all just... Uh, you know, increased our awareness, increased the time we spend on this like 3%. If everyone did that by 3%, we would make be the church, you would see the impact of the church on our culture. If we just noticed how much money we spend on coffee every month and contributed that same amount to conservative nonprofit organizations, Turning Point USA, the Heritage Foundation, a scholarship fund at Hillsdale College, the 5 and $10 donations to conservative politicians, um, that would have such an impact. And, you know, if you think that's too much to donate, then I don't know. Are you spending too much on coffee? <laughs> I do not mean to get all up in your business. I'm just challenging your thinking, okay? The fourth and final investment you can make um, into the culture is through building a relationship with the local office holders. So city councilmen, state reps, national reps. Well, okay, national reps aren't so local. Um, uh, school board members. So if I, what I would recommend so that this is organized so that you can be really efficient and streamlined in the time that you devote to this. You know, if you could just take 30 minutes a week and do this. This would be a huge thing. So I really encourage you just to start with that little tiny investment. You need to get a map of your state or go to your state legislature's website and find this section that says find my representative. Print out the map that shows the districts, highlight your locality, and write down in the margin of that page your representative's name, 
phone number and email address. Do that for both houses of your legislature in your state. Do that for both houses of the national legislature, the Congress and the Senate, and put that on your fridge. And then go follow them on social media. Follow the Family Policy Center for your state so that you can get updates when there are important bills that need to be supported or fought against. And then you are ready to go. And in a matter of minutes, you can let your voice be heard. Um, this is government by the people. We celebrate our American opportunity. We steward our American republic when we know our representatives. You know, it's a republic if you can keep it. Plain and simple. If we do not engage, we're going to lose this thing, you guys. And it probably won't ever come back. So we must engage um, in the little ways that we're able to, in that one little talent. You know, maybe you don't have five talents. Maybe you have no desire. Maybe you never will be in a public office. And that is fine. But do you have one talent? Do you have a smartphone so that you can find who your rep is? Do you have five minutes that you can type out an email and then copy and paste it to the rest of the representatives that are your two or three representatives? That is your one talent. And if you say, oh, I'm just one person. Oh, I'm just one voice. Oh, it's just a $5 donation. It's not enough. I'm just going to bury it because I don't want to lose this time. I don't want to lose this money. Then the master is not pleased. And we really don't deserve our republic and our freedoms if we're not going to do the one little bitty thing that we can do to give to her and to save her. You know, I have a friend who has been very involved in helping with pro-life legislation. And she said that some of the federal representatives will only get a handful of phone calls about a given issue. And so your influence when you make that phone call, even to Washington, D.C., is far greater than you think. I hope that encourages you. I was totally blown away and really encouraged when I found that out. But then again, so that's the national level. Down on the local level and the state level, those are the issues that really, really affect your life. Um, but because it's, oh, just the state or, oh, just the city, a lot of people just ignore it and don't pay attention. And so again, you have a huge impact and it can really affect how life goes in your state. So print out the map, keep their contact info handy, connect with one or two groups that can send you alerts when there's action to be taken. And then when you get that alert, boom, get on it and take the action. It won't take much of your time and it can really pay off huge dividends in our freedom and in stewarding this beautiful thing we have here in America called representative government. Whenever your representative has office hour, why not drop by and take coffee and just visit once a month? Or whenever your federal representatives are home for recess, go to their office, shake their hand, let them see the human being connected with a family, connected with children in school, connected with a business, connected with a job. Let them see the real people that they're working for. Especially if they're a conservative, it will really encourage their heart to remember who they're fighting for. And um, if they're a liberal, I don't know what it will do. But again, we're not responsible for the results. We're only responsible to engage the culture. And that includes light meeting darkness and shining. And again, it's always easy to send an email. They, they have aides who check the emails 
and you can be a tally mark on the side of the voice of good. So somewhere along the way, politics became this off-limits topic. Somehow it's almost become taboo to speak about politics, but don't think of it as politics. Think of it as the policy that runs our lives. School choice, healthcare choice. In 2020, mask choice. (laughs) Politics is the medium in which policy happens, just like water is the medium in which swimming happens. It's how the policymakers are put into place to make the policy that affects our lives. Countless examples in the Bible of God's people honoring him by engaging the political system or the culture should inspire us. Esther, Mordecai, even Paul claimed invoked his rights as a Roman citizen when he was being wronged. It is completely appropriate for Christians to stand up and say, hey, this policy isn't right and it needs to be changed. And so just, I hope that speaks into your spirit, some power, some motivation, some excitement, and let's go get after it. America has seen very awful times. Americans left our shores to go to other lands to destroy the worst of mankind before they came to eat us last. Think in the world wars. Um, But today, the battle between light and dark, good and evil, the beauty and gratitude for what we have, and hatred and ingratitude, the battle is within our shores. It's inside our borders. A lot will be determined as to whether we succumb or not in just of weeks when this current election cycle is over. But whether or not we're going to engage the cultural fight does not acknowledge just an election day. That's a question that we answer every day. If the church had been more faithful in her answer for decades leading up to now, we would not be feeling the urgency of this election. But we have what we have, and we are accountable to God for what we do in this decade. Every day, election cycle or not, we cannot do everything, but we can do something. And the things that we've discussed here are bite-sized little ideas that any mom can do. Because all these issues affect our lives. I'm going to leave you with two thoughts from the wonderful President Ronald Reagan. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We can preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. Or we can sentence them to take the first step into a thousand years of darkness. If we fail... At least let our children and our children's children say of us, we justified our brief moment here. We did all that could be done. And then in his first inaugural address, President Reagan shared the story of a soldier, Martin Treptow. I hope I said that name right. It might be Martin Treptow. I'm not sure. Um, But Martin left his job in a small town barbershop in 1917 to go over to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed, trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body, there was found a diary. On the flyleaf under the heading, it read, My Pledge, which he had written himself. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work. I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure, I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost, as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone.
got a talent or more, will you invest them? Friends, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Thoughtful Mom Podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and give it a five-star review in your favorite podcasting app. Then go encourage a couple friends to join us next time. Now let's all go out and live thoughtfully so that our families can live freely. Thank you.